Hi guys, uh, welcome to another episode of the show, Rave with Mara Podcast. Um, if you were following the podcast um, religiously, which is to say you haven't been cheating on me and you know following other podcasts and forgetting mine, then you would know that we had a guest here last week, Emanuela, who shared her toxic upbringing with us from her parents' um, perspective. And I know that a lot of you guys complained about the length of the podcast, which was the reason why we had to split it into two. It was supposed to be a combined episode, but um, we had to do that, or rather I had to do that so that um, it would give you guys like ample time to listen to both stories differently. Um, so this week, we are back with the continuation from her relationship perspective, which um, although you guys may have heard from the last week's ending, it didn't get to affect her, but there were some key issues that I wanted you guys to listen to. I actually thought I was going to scrap it out entirely, but because of the content of what was discussed, I just felt, let me just put it out, right? This is not going to be long, so um, we'll continue the show when we get back from the short break. Stay tuned. Has this upbringing affected you in relationship? Like you now, not your I mean, partner? No. No. I would say no. Now here's the thing. The whole point of this story boring you guys <laughs> thus long, in quotes anyway, the whole part of the story, boring you guys up onto this level, was actually explain what toxicity really can do to you. From now, a family's perspective. Perspective. Now, some persons, because some persons have, have, have witnessed this and do not really have so much love, like, like they say, you can't give what you don't have. They right. Can't, they, they can't give it. But what I actually need people to understand, or what I think people should have understood before now is, the fact that you have lacked love for a long period of time should make you give it, because you know what it feels like not to have it. Mm. Very smart, actually. Thank you. So the fact that you know you, you know what it feels like not to have it should make you give it. But then the reverse is the case in our society. Mm. You see someone who didn't have love and then he'll tell you he'll he'll be emotionally unavailable to you because he didn't have that much. And we like to make excuses for them, for them because we feel like they are from broken homes. This is Ella. You've heard the story. You have heard how the madness and the chaos and everything. But as far as I can tell, as far as I know. She has gone into a relationship hoping to give as much love that she has never gotten. I've never gotten. And, and hoping to receive that back. But I feel like it's always been a problem yeah. with lovers. They feel like, they feel, I don't know, I think people live in this, the world is hard enough. Very hard enough. Now, people who are from toxic homes or have seen toxicity in one way or the other, probably, mm-hmm. you actually see it on the streets too. Yeah. It's toxicity on the streets. Mm-hmm. So people who have seen, who have, who have been witnesses to this kind of life, if you show them so much love, they are scared. They're, they're not used worried, to it. yeah. They're not used to it. Yeah. If you if, if they feel if they see something that is really, really good, they are scared for when it will end. They're pessimists. Mm. What if it ends? I'm just going mm. to go back to not having this love anymore. Mm. I don't want to witness it for it to end, just like mm. that I ended. Just like that I ended, just like my mom did, my dad did. Please. I don't want to even give give half my time into enjoying this, only not to enjoy it again for a lifetime. So right. they become emotionally unavailable to you, hurting themselves, but they don't mind. Mm. Now I had a relationship. He is a sweetheart. I'm always going to talk about that. Because like I told you guys, the fact that someone has a toxic trait doesn't make them bad. 
this nigga, this nigga would give you the last shirt on his back. Now, why are we no longer friends? I actually did the cut off because I did cut off because I feel like all he has ever shown me in his life, apart from the sweeter part and everything, mm-hmm. was the fact that he didn't want me there. Mm-hmm. Everything was leave me alone, go away from me. That was all it showed. Mm-hmm. He was so sweet when we started and even while in the relationship he was. But then at some point, I started thinking to myself, okay, now I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm skipping something that would make you guys understand the story. Now, here's the thing. This person was opaque. Like, he didn't, he didn't let out so much that was on the inside. And was I was closed off, you guys. was closed off. Sorry. Oh, God. And I did not mind because I believe in trust and I believe in growing in love. I would not mind dating someone who didn't say they love me immediately until three months. Hold on. Now, I also have a thought about people who haven't gotten as much love going into a relationship and needing much, much love, love that their partners cannot afford to give them. Never be. That is also a toxicity, you guys. Yes. They, so there's a level to which, yes, you, you need so much them. love from your partner and your partner is you not able to, to give that. Exactly, which and is also bad. toxic in itself. Wanting people to prove themselves in every aspect. Yeah, so it's one thing to say that you want love from your partner, your partner is able to give you love, but you want much more than but I'm to prove that yeah you want end. to keep getting that love and that love this and is also give back. a very a very toxic if your partner can give you as much love and you still not think is enough you're trying to overcompensate for what you didn't get when you were growing up so that is also a toxic, toxic trait. trait but yeah Karen. so I, I i was in a relationship with him and then for the longest of time guys for like two years he never said i love why do you use that expression i use it a lot so longest of time yeah yeah hi what's twin baby what's twins? <laughs> He, he never said, I love you. You people be wondering, what were you doing there? Why were you there? How long was that relationship for? Two years plus. Mm-hmm. He never said, I love you. You people are strong, I'm not... I, hey, is, God. When I was in that relationship, I was not there looking for that expression, I love you. Okay. I was there trying to tell him that this is a comfortable ground for you. You're welcome. So, in essence, what I'm hearing is, you knew that this nigga, he's a good person, but he wasn't emotionally available to let you in. He didn't get, allow himself to get to that point where you he'll be vulnerable, vulnerable to around you. you. And you kept believing that, yo, because I can keep giving this guy chances. Was, and one day he'll get to the point where he'll be comfortable enough to be vulnerable around me. Yes, but not not like it, it wasn't like an expectance of um just I'm doing okay, I wasn't doing it for an expectation, like I have a babe who was with this guy. She traveled all the way to go and see this person. Okay. Right. And this person was I don't want to use the word bad because I don't like using the word bad because I feel like nobody's entirely bad. Nobody but this person bad. was somehow, right? And she wanted this person, she believed in her heart that I'm the pers- right person for this guy. I don't, I'm not changing and, that, sorry. And being with him, giving him chances, though he didn't used to treat, he used to treat her somehow in the sense that he could also be closed off and also say, I don't want to hear who invited you here. And then when she leaves, you'll be calling her on the phone and be, oh, no, no, be no, no, moody no, no. and all that. And then she that. leaves what she's doing. In my head, I'm like, God. Okay, now let me finish this story so you understand this perspective. So while we were just friends, I got to know that this person didn't say so much. He didn't really express a lot that wasn't on the inside. And that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like, even me, I need people to really earn my trust. I'm not going to make it hard for you. It's not like you must earn. Show me things. Go mm-hmm. overcompensate or mm-hmm. prove, prove a point. Mm-hmm. But I want to know that I want to know what we're doing. You want to be my friend? Why? Do we have a common ground? What are we going to be doing? Like, you, I don't just let people in. There has to be a background. We have to create a common friendship background, here, a foundation. Mm-hmm. Let's lay it here mm-hmm. first. So that's what I mean when I say people have to end mm-hmm. and you end, end my trust. So mm-hmm. if I was with this guy and he didn't really feel he could open up everything, I mean, a lot of things have 
have come together to form whoever he was, mm-hmm. whoever he is, whoever you are. I don't expect you to change immediately. Yeah. Now, I knew that this guy didn't really let out so much that was on the inside. I was comfortable with it because I wasn't, I'm, I'm not the person that comes to you today and start telling you everything about me also. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. We could grow. Yeah. Plus, he was willing. I didn't want us getting into a relationship before. He wanted it. Okay. And then we hit it off. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Then gradually, I started realizing that he was really, really closed off. You, do you also think that it is because, because you are like an open book. So do you also think that maybe sharing some parts of your family may have made him close off? No, because he shared some part of his, his family story. as well. Yes. And you don't think that like... A bit though, just a bit. He, he shared a bit, very, very bit. I, I, I have this thought sometimes and I feel like there are... People are scared to yes. come into your life when, you're, when you have toxic, when, when you grow around toxicity. Yes. When that's you're from a broken home. Yes, I'll that's one. Something. And then I'll I feel like sometimes people also run away from a situation they feel like they cannot handle. So rather, and then I, I am always of the opinion that if men have a problem with you in a situation, especially in a relationship, rather than disappear, just so you know. Yes. They won't let you know. They will just run. Because they will they just feel, they find a like, way. They feel like it means I have to give this girl so much. Exactly. And they don't like situation. to talk and give reasons why they can't It wasn't that way in my case because Having come from a toxic home and all of that, mm-hmm. I still had a whole lot of love to give. Like I told you, not having it. What if you choked him without knowing you choked him? That's another thing. Hold on. Would you let me finish the story? Please carry we'll on. We'll be here until tomorrow. Please carry on. Okay, so I I realized that this guy was closed off in terms of some personal things. Okay. Like if you asked him about a particular thing. Mm-hmm. Now, half the time I didn't even ask questions because from the bits and pieces of information he was able to give me, mm-hmm. I was able to gather around. Now, I did not assume. I don't work on assumptions. You have to give me something to hold on to. Okay. No, I was able to gather that this person in the craze for her too. <laughs> He's been like some psychological things. Yeah. And he had been through stuff. Now, before we hit it off into a relationship, he told me something. He said, I do silent treatment a lot, but I don't ever want to be that person. He told you this from the onset. Yes, okay, from the outset, cool. yeah. It was like, I do silent treatment a lot, but I don't want to be that person to you. Now, in, in the movie... The last night, one of the characters says something. A man should not be condemned for rebuilding thyself. Instead, mm-hmm. praised. Mm-hmm. If a man comes up to you and tells you, I'm not a changer of man, and I hate it when women say I, I would change him. They don't bore you change anybody. Change yourself first. Mm-hmm. I'm not a change. I'm not going to be in your life to change you. I don't have that kind of strength. God did not, God did not dare me to do that. No vex. But if you are willing to work on yourself and you tell me, babe, I don't like this particular trait of me and I want to work on it. Baby boy, as long as you're trying, I'm staying. Okay. This is also one thing I know. There are people who acknowledge their faults and say they are going to, be work, to work on it, which is good. And there are some who acknowledge it and they never actually get around into working on them. So, and that's the toxic part. Everybody, that, nobody's perfect, that's, right? That, that's the toxic But everybody, part. you need to be able to work on yourself and be accountable to your partners. Like, so, what exactly are you doing to change that situation? So he told me he wasn't going to be that person to me and then he wasn't. In the long run, he started to bring that, that silent treatment. I didn't know at first. Something happened between us. We had, we had an altercation. And it wasn't really an altercation. So it's malice. It's not silent treatment. It's malice. I was even the one who was, who was supposed to be angry. Now, I'm going to put the story out there. He was, this nigga was a very busy person. And I always understood because I knew why he was always busy. He told okay. me. He explained. Okay. So it wasn't a problem. Okay. We could, it was at this long distance. I went for servicing. It was long distance. Mm-hmm. And... It was long distance, and mm-hmm. then sometimes the one I was around in Abuja, I wouldn't even see for like, I would see like once in a week or once two weeks, and I did not mind. Every time it was time for us to see, I was so happy. Okay. And even when we were not seeing, it didn't feel like we had not seen for two weeks. Like, it was sweet, trust me. Mm-hmm. Only because we, we laid the foundation of friendship, so it was very, very perfect. And then we lost that friendship when we got into the relationship, because I felt like if we aligned this way, mm-hmm. the relationship should be easy. 
But then again, I feel yeah, like people want to talk about that. Like, but, I feel like people, mm, that's the title alone, like, yeah, make it so hard. You yeah. start to feel like there's a lot you need to do. I used to not like labels. Having titles and labels for relationships sometimes, it makes it weird for it a weird. lot of people. And then yeah. it changes the, the whole lot of things. Telling yeah. men, men feel like, yeah. okay, my girlfriend. Why won't you put a label on this? Even, I think, I feel the guys should actually even be the ones liking labels. So it was... I knew this guy was closed off in to a whole lot of extent. Now we had this small altercation where this nigga didn't pick my call for almost seven days. You mm, don't pick my call for an entire day, nigga. We done for almost seven days. We done. And then now, see the thing. I didn't know what it was about. What we hold maybe on say now. an entire day. That's twenty four hours. Hold on. nigga. We done. I, I don't get it. I saw something had happened to him. Now the conversation didn't go in a heated way. It was more like I was me. I was like, no, come make me vex. I'm still going to talk about it now. So, Mara, there was nothing to have made me suspicious of the fact that he was angry. Mm. So, I was so scared. I kept talking to my friend. Three days passed. I was like, maybe something has happened to him and nobody wants to right. talk to him. I was far north in Jigawa. 11 hours to Abuja. I was willing to fly. I was really, like, I was scared. And then, on the seventh day, no, on the sixth day, he sent me money. And then, I told him to send his account number. Let me forward the money back. I don't fucking need it. You don't get me angry <laughs> and you want to send me gifts. Let's talk about it. People, we talk. Let's talk it out. People don't like to communicate. Let's feelings, talk it out. Which I can't even and do then, with. And then he 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 was like, the message that came with it was, hope you had enough time to be angry. So you are angry right now because oh, wow. I was going to be angry. That's toxic. Wow. Wow. And this was the same person who wow. told me, because I compartmentalize a lot. I'm this person you would piss off. And if I go out and see something that would suit you, I'll still buy it for you. But see that conversation of you pissing me off, we're going to talk about it. Mm. We just do not have to talk about it right there. I don't know how right to sweep scissors the carpets. I'm not sweeping it. We're talking about it. We don't, I, don't, I don't like blowing up. I like, I like to no, calm down. I like down. to, no, I like to calm down talk, and yeah, understand talk about what it. probably could have made this person do this. But we're going to talk about it. I'm going to tell you this shit you just did right now pissed me off. But she we're going to have this conversation. Mm. Then I'm going to go out. If I see something you like, I'm going to get it for you. And my friends always find it hard to resonate with that kind of person. Mm-hmm. That, that my friends, they feel like, mm-hmm. I've got something for a friend one time and she didn't eat it. She felt it poisoned. But that's actually a very bad thing though. You turn around, something happened between a friend of mine, right? Yeah. Okay, now let me correct something. And? After that time, I'm no longer angry. I just want to talk about it. So mm-hmm. you understand where mm-hmm. you go. It still, it still, it still doesn't make sense. All right, you know why? Because, work on that. because, now this thing, they make people like keep things for mine. Later on, come bring and buy. You can't be like, but you buy me this thing, I let me say you for poisoning me now. It may not be how you were feeling about it, but it is how everybody's going to perceive it. In, I had a situation with my a, a very good friend of mine, and then she was really angry about it. I was I I expected her to be angry, right? Maybe we we're going to talk, but never like talk, become really closely again. I was okay with that. And then along the line, she calls and she says, "Oh no, forgive me, yeah, oh, come see me." And I walked up, walked myself around into saying, "Oh, okay, fine," because I was like, I don't think it it seemed normal yeah. for you to just, even though if we were two, you forgive the other person, but I still felt okay, fine. But you invited me over to your house, not once, not twice. We were eating together, cooking together, going out together, shared boyfriend, girlfriend story. I didn't talk about that. You never brought it up. I that's tried to bring, not, I tried to bring it up. I tried to bring it up one time and you're like, oh no. And then a year later. I talked about that very day, that very hour even. A year later, because I don't know how to keep things. I like, let's talk about this thing and know that, okay, this is how, this is the point we both My own is, right? I, I don't talk about and it when then, I'm steaming up. And then you now come back a year later about it. I was like now pissed about it. No, I'm going to, from the I'm angle going to of, I know you I fucked up, friend. but no, this is bad. You can't be my friend because no, you no, could no. have poisoned me yes, at different points. Now this my case was different. I I don't I'm not I'm not saying she's a bad person or no, no, but I'm saying that this is a very bad attitude. It's to a, have. A bad and people, people say it's from the angle of they don't like to confront things. I'm not saying shout. 
and whatnot. But babe, you need to learn how to walk through the things first before going ahead to get gifts for people. Okay, this particular one happened. I, I, I was so I was so down. It happened to my girlfriend, okay. my close friend. She might actually be listening to this. I was so down. <laughs> I was so down in health. Like really, really down. Then mm-hmm. I asked her for money. And I asked her for money. And she told me she had just 2K and she wanted to recharge. Okay. But then I was down. We were my roommates, for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm fine. I, I, I went out there and then I put a call across to a few friends and sent me money. Okay. I wanted to eat food. Mm-hmm. So I was headed for a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I got there. And then her favorite, her favorite food was, was available. Mm-hmm. So I got it for her on my way back. I don't chop her well, she didn't eat. After she exactly, I'm not gonna eat that particular time. I have an issue with you, nigga. I said that. Let's talk about it. You, what? Well, okay, now the thing is, what? What were you going to were going to talk about? You didn't. You didn't give me money. You knew you could have. Uh, well, she didn't think she did anything wrong. Okay, wait. I don't know if you understand. Okay, I think I you lost me somewhere. She didn't think she did anything wrong. So she, she just didn't want to give me money. Wait, you were the one that was you. Yes. And then you wanted food. You asked her for money. for money. She said she was going to use the money for on something else. Yes. I have this story somewhere. Mister, I go vest. Cause which kind of rubbish play be that? So she didn't think she did anything wrong. So it was me who went out and I felt like, hmm, it's her. I can I can decide to be a giver. Mm-hmm. I bought her food. Mm-hmm. And then that was when she realized that, ah, even me not giving this girl money, she still got me food. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. not wanting to eat was, ah, this is what I do. You have your heart. Yeah. Then while I brought the food, I was like, you didn't eat the food I left for you. She said, she just wanted to apologize first. I said, you did wrong. I, really, I was going to come back home. I went there. Food was there. I wanted to get you this food first. Yes. But I was going to... I don't sweep things under the carpet. I'm going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So every time my ex did something wrong to me, he knew he offended me. You know you're offending me. Mm-hmm. You know this thing is going to hurt me. Are you but, Are I you mean, a, a child? Even children know when they do something I'm wrong. Zero. You know me. You, you, you being someone I really care about and having to mess with. And you can sit to do something that will offend me, that will hurt me so badly. Mm-hmm. It's one zero already. Mm-hmm. Me really getting mad about it is two zero. You know, if you score know, two zero for my head, you know, one zero. So every time something happened that way, mm-hmm. I will talk about it. But probably maybe not immediate, not that second. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, but I'm going to tell you up front that this thing you just did right now pissed me off. Mm. But I'd like to talk about it. Mm. I don't want to sweep it. I'm actually telling you so we don't sweep it under the... So when that thing happened and then I kept calling for days and days and he wouldn't pick my call. When next we talked, I told him I'm trying to understand something. I'm far away from the long distance and you're treating me this way. If you happen to be in the same house, you would stab me. Seven right. days. Right. Seven days. Because I feel like long distance... I don't distance, think I have the mental capacity for that. And then I told him something. Now I'm coming to the part of the toxicity. I told him. I told you before, he's, he's always willing to work on something he didn't like. Now it's one thing for you not to like something about yourself and you're willing to work on it. I'm mm-hmm. going to stay while you do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pinch you to work on it but you're willing to i'm going to be a shoulder that's what friends are for mm-hmm. but if you are not willing and you know this thing is toxic even to you mm-hmm. sorry you have to walk out of my life mm-hmm. so i later told him relationship is all about compromise right i'm willing to compromise something because you've been this person for so long and you don't even like it and as i'm willing to make compromises if you the day you tell me you like this i'm leaving you now the compromise is this whenever you're angry i don't care if you want to take four years but you're going to let me know that instant i am angry now because you don't even like being this person to yourself right but if you like being this person trust me i'm not going to be giving you this advice right i'm willing to stay here as long as you will not do this shit another time at least tell me let me know communicate with me tell me you're angry tell me and let me understand like okay this and this is where i went wrong and whatnot and i understand why this is happening my ex will piss me off. That's madness. My ex will piss me off. And then if I call him much later, like let's say an hour later, and be mm-hmm. like, hey, babe, what's up? I'm doing this right now. I just need you to know that I'm mm-hmm. going to have my phone. He'll be like, he doesn't know how to talk when we're not in a good mood. Now, me, you know the good mood. Now, you piss me off. Now, me, you know the good mood. They forgive you now. You don't know how to talk. Let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I can't come from a house that they fight once in a while or whatnot and then go and, and be still be giving in... you so much love. Like I can't. Like you were... the, the last trip I brought the cameras back <sighs> about this whole kind of conversation was him doing it again. And me talking about it, and then him telling me prompt and plain, and, and I quote, "This is how I am with everything and every and anything." I will buy bitch. 
I'll forget that expression. So, what I'm trying to say now about this is, I had someone else. I had someone else I really, really did like a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And then, he didn't give me emotional security at all. I didn't know where I was in his life. He was mm-hmm. talking marriage. You are talking marriage, and nigga, you are not even showing me feelings. <laughs> no, the feelings, I, I'm not talking about telling me I love you and miss you. Mm-hmm. You're telling me how you feel, even about little things around you, is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's enough so it says that. You put me first. You want yeah. me to know what's up with you. Mm-hmm. That's the loss. I feel like guys think the whole vulnerability thing we're talking about is love, love. You don't have to. If you send me that message every morning, I love you like the flower in the garden, I'm going to block your number. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Make it true. Let it be you. What do you feel? Express yourself to me. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you're, like my ex, the other ex was really closed off. He would never talk about something. I didn't know anything about his family, all of those things. And I, I, I kept telling him, even if you're not going to tell me anything about your family, I don't care about them right now. It's you and I. Let me right. at least even know what you feel for me. Mm-hmm. Because two years down the line, much later, was I came to, he woke up one day and said he wanted a break. Oh, okay. Keep that aside. Okay. The, the last person, uh, the other person after him, mm-hmm. wasn't giving me emotional security. And I talked about it one time. And then he told me, um, eh, I know you like all these uh, things, all these sweet, sweet things. I will be telling you when I can. That's right. Okay. Part. Secondly, mm-hmm. <laughs> he told me sometime, one time he told me um, that I hope I know that Marriage is not always nigga. Nigga, you preparing me for a sour uh, marriage. Right. So you you want me to prepare my mind for bitter for bitterness. You want you you, you want you, you like nigga. What are you saying? Walk out, please. I did work out, baby we, girl. We are not and here then, for that. And then he told me that um he's he's really going to learn to like give me emotional. And that's what the people that actually talk when they talk about things they want they 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 would like to do and they never get around it. And then he told me that uh, he asked me what if it was overwhelming. What if perhaps what if his feelings for me were overwhelming and all of this stuff. Why are you why are you thinking for me? Do what I'm saying you should do. And then see how I react yes. to it and know if you would continue or not. And then he told me at the end of the day that he felt that the reason because person knew me supposed to be my friend for about seven years before the whole relationship. That's came. the part that annoys me. And then he how said, are you friends with somebody for so long? I still don't know and that then person. You so don't much. know this person. He told me that 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 he felt the reason I was asking for emotional security was because I came from a home without love. I didn't have mm. enough of it. Mm. That the ones that like to read somebody from from I'm here, I'm offering you this. Why can't you offer me this in return? Now it started to feel like every time I complained, I was a nag. And then I told him I didn't want to be that person. I, that is one one conversation I want to have on this podcast. The, you know when when you're in a relationship with somebody, when you're a friend to somebody, there are things you would not see as a problem. When you start dating them, it becomes a problem. How are we like training our children? What what are the kind of words we are using on them? The other day we were talking about toxic relationship, and I was saying that this is this comes in different dynamics. It's not always about they slap you, they beat you. No, no, even this toxicity doesn't end exactly. Physical, physical I, I mean, abuse. love and respect is a very big thing, especially your children. How do you raise them? How do you talk to them? Imagine talking to your child and telling them that you wish they weren't born. Secondly, this person has been able to bring herself out from that situation. She's not meeting frogs. They know you want the love. They know what they're supposed to be doing. But for some reason, they are now telling you that it's because you came from a broken home. You are seeking love. Excuse that was one me. Person. I, feel like I am the, giving I feel, you one love. I feel like love. the first person also had. That's... Not from, yeah, from broken pieces of information, he was able to give me. Like I said, he was all closed off. Mm-hmm. I feel like he had been through a whole lot. But that's madness. If hard, you have, then you try as much as possible not to go back to that exactly. situation. Do, do you like where you were? Because I'm here trying to like make you understand that this place, you can be anything. Right. You want to be here. Right. In this in, in my life, you don't need to prove that you're a man. Mm. You're here. You're welcome. It's you and I. It's our war. 
and it's I would never take it for granted. And that's what relationship should be, that then, should be about, really. I don't. So I don't know what happened. I don't know if he at some point he told me he couldn't love me without reservation. I'm he, done. He said a whole lot of things to me. I was. I'm done. I was. You guys, if you're in a relationship that you're hearing this kind of things every day, I don't know what you're still doing there. Every time I ask him something. He'd be like, I can't tell you about this. I can't even tell anybody else about it. There was so what, what What are we doing? There was that comparison. You but guys. Like I said, a lot of things make up what a man is. Mm-hmm. But my advice is this. I mean, if you find if you find someone who has also been in that shit, because he knew my story, mm-hmm. and then I'm still giving you all of this love. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, I didn't know what his fears was. As far as I'm concerned, I think he never liked me. I can agree. I can agree with that, really. Because I am not asking you now to let he he, he didn't let out anything about you to me, and I was always too comfortable with that. All I was asking was that you show me your own self. Yeah. Let me see you. Mm -hmm. I want to know you. You're my friend. Let's be friends. Mm -hmm. You are safe here, and it still never was enough for you. And then you'd you'd always try to tell me how you with me with me it was always I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't. It was easier for him to tell me those negative things. How he can't, how he won't, how he's not special for me, how this. But those positive things were hard to come by mm. from him to me. And at the end of the day, I took a walk. Okay, right now. As you should be. Right now, he wants us to be friends. Like, he's been wanting us to be friends. But oh. the thing is this. If I'm going to be your friend, then I need to know why you were closed off in the past. And why you're willing to be open now. And every time I've asked that question for two years and there was no answer. And what I've reckoned from that is, I don't know you. A very big thank you to Ella for coming on the podcast and sharing her story with us. I we both want to believe that you've learned a a thing or two. And if you're in a relationship with somebody who is closed off to you, you've tried to talk to this person. Relationship is work, right? But not work in the sense that you have to like carry this person on your back. No, it's that's not, not what you're doing. It's not your job to it's change anyone. If he's been difficult or she's been difficult, take a walk. Exactly. Let them heal. And then if you are that person, try and heal before you bring someone else into your life. As, uh, that was what I was going to do. Because, because it was 50, 50. easier for her to go into a relationship eventually because she was able to pull herself out of her situation. So imagine the questions I asked earlier, going into a relationship, needing love from your partner. I mean, needing. Not that this L- is love. Wanting, I love yeah. you. You love me. But you're in constant need of this person giving you love. It's toxic. You're going to swallow that person whole. And that person will go. Who, they can no longer have their own life. Honestly, about space in relationship. Honestly, so yeah, would have a like game probably before the month runs out. Anytime you need me, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, again, if you want to share your story with us, write into ravewithmara at gmail.com. Please rate the podcast wherever you listen, share, like. Thank you guys again for listening. We love you. Bye bye.